Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me today for another episode of Small Biz Brainiac. I am Robert Attridge, your host for today on this podcast where we focus on employer-related issues. So I just spent this last weekend in Las Vegas, but it's not what you're thinking. I am not some out-of-control wild party animal. I know that's hard to believe, but this trip was all business. Well, family business anyway. We were there for my daughter's three-day volleyball tournament. It was a fun tournament. The girls won a few games and lost a few games, but they all seemed to have a good time. Anyway, the point of this, while driving back from Vegas, I was thinking about some possible topics for the show, and I recalled a news article that I had tweeted out a week or so ago. I'm always looking for new news stories that relate to business or HR or payroll issues, and I can't tell you how many articles I come across where an employee or one can only assume by now a former employee, has been charged with some form of theft of their employer's property. Now, when you think about theft by employees, you may think about physical inventory, such as clothes or food or equipment, as being the most common type of theft in the workplace. Well, not so fast. Theft of physical inventory is still very much a problem for a lot of businesses. However, According to numerous studies conducted on theft in the workplace, embezzlement of company funds is the most common type of theft that employers need to protect themselves against. No business is immune from the possibility of this type of threat to their assets. And what makes it most difficult to accept if and when it happens to your business is that oftentimes the culprit may be the person that you trust the most. According to a 2016 study conducted by specialty insurer Hiscox USA, Small businesses are at greater risk of employee embezzlement than larger businesses. According to their study, four out of every five embezzlement cases in court in 2015 were from businesses with less than 100 employees. Also, more than 40% of the thefts were committed by an employee in the finance or accounting functions of the business. The reasoning behind this is that smaller organizations tend to place more trust in individual employees and empower those employees to be in control of processes from start to finish. If these processes include access to company accounts, this is a recipe for trouble. Larger companies tend to have the resources to put processes in place to better protect themselves against this type of employee theft, but even with all the added protections, they can still be victims of employee embezzlement. There are several schemes used to embezzle funds from businesses, and spotting them may not be all that easy if all your financial processes are in the hands of a single person. That person is probably not going to be forthcoming with information that could incriminate them, and you can bet that they can get pretty creative while covering their tracks. Some common schemes include petty cash theft. Now, petty cash is the cash you have on hand for incidental expenses. It's pretty easy to access that cash, and if nobody is verifying what it's spent on, then it could probably be very tempting. Manipulating checks. This would be altering or forging a check so that the manipulator can cash the check for themselves. Uh, False invoicing or false billing. Uh, Invoices created for fictitious vendors or fake companies. Uh, Or even valid vendors' invoices could be altered or inflated so that the difference could be pocketed by the employee. Payroll fraud. This would be... Uh, paying terminated employees or overpaying vacation time uh, or setting up fake employees in the payroll system and paying the fake employees. Uh, 
these are just a few examples of some of the more common embezzlement schemes that you read about. Now, it's pretty easy to understand why smaller businesses are hit harder by this type of theft. We just talked about it a minute ago, that larger businesses would likely have more resources to combat this sort of thing. In a small business, it's very likely that you only have one bookkeeper or controller, and the longer that that person works for you, the more you probably trust that person. And sadly, that's when a lot of these stories start to evolve. It can start with something simple, something like the need for $50 until the next payday. And the employee may think, well, I'll just borrow that from petty cash and I'll pay it back on payday. But after a few days, without anybody noticing, perhaps the desire to repay that $50 goes away. Well, next time that $50 may turn into $100 and so on. And a cycle starts to begin. There are endless stories out there of how people have embezzled from their employers. And some of these stories are heartbreaking. Long-time, trusted employees that have been embezzling for years to the tune of thousands, even hundreds of thousands, and even millions. If you start to suspect that something is not right, what are some warning signs that you can look for that signal you that you need to look into this further? Well, has there been an event in your employee's personal life that might signal the need for more money? Did their spouse lose their job? Maybe they have some medical bills that need to be paid. These could be signs of a motive. Does your employee seem to be living beyond their means? Are they driving a car that seems out of their budget? Are they taking expensive vacations? Are they talking about any big purchases they recently made? Perhaps renovating their home, purchasing furniture? These may be signs that an employee is coming up with extra cash somehow and living a more extravagant lifestyle. So how can you prevent or limit your exposure to this type of theft? Good hiring practices is a start. Make sure you're hiring responsible, high-character individuals. You should be calling references and doing background checks. You should also create a culture of honesty, integrity, and trustworthiness within your company. Most experts agree that separating accounting functions, specifically the process of making payments and the process of reconciling the accounts between two or more people, can help prevent theft. It's much more difficult for one person to cover up theft when there's another responsible party involved. You can also hire an outside auditor periodically, and if you're the business owner, reviewing financial documents periodically to look for irregularities is a good idea bank statements, credit card statements, financial statements, etc. Implementing preventative measures may be expensive, but it just might actually save you money and possibly your business down the road. All right, that's all the time we have for today. For more episodes like this, be sure to subscribe to the Small Biz Brainiac podcast on iTunes. Also, to keep receiving great free content, join the Small Biz Brain Trust Facebook group. You can follow us on Twitter at smallbizbrain. You can follow me on Twitter at Robert underscore Attridge. You can also find us online at smallbizbrainiac.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.